Gotta love a long weekend. My family is doing absolutely nothing today, and doesn't that sound marvelous? Today, by the way, is Monday, September 7th, and it's Labor Day. Hi and hello! You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. So when I sat down to write this episode, I realized I had no idea what Labor Day is. I know that it's a federal holiday. I know that a lot of people have the day off, so a lot of people don't actually labor on Labor Day. And I do know that in 2010, I thought I was going into early labor a full six weeks before Jude's due date. That turned out to be a false alarm, but I thought it would be pretty funny to go into labor on Labor Day. Here's the quick rundown. Labor Day is celebrated on the first Monday of September, and it's been around for over 100 years. It was created by labor unions to honor and recognize the American labor movement and works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. Canadian Labor Day happens today, too, but obviously they are celebrating the achievements of Canadian laborers, not American laborers. Labor Day is considered the unofficial end of summer. Starting tomorrow, most school children will be back at school. College sports usually play their first season regular game over Labor Day weekend. And according to some retailers, Labor Day is one of the largest sale dates of the year, just behind Black Friday and now Cyber Monday. This allegedly is the best time of the entire year to get a good deal on a mattress. But be careful out there. Labor Day is also one of the most dangerous days to travel. Traffic accidents and fatalities related to traffic accidents are way up on Labor Day weekend, just second to Memorial Day weekend. There's also this crazy rule that we aren't supposed to wear white after Labor Day. Have y'all heard this? Are we friends on Instagram on my personal account at Indiana Adams? I occasionally take outfit of the day photos and you may have noticed that I wear a lot of white and sometimes head to toe white. If I had to have a uniform that is one kind of outfit to wear every day for the rest of my life... It very well may be denim bottoms, brown shoes, and a white top. And you can bet that after today, I'll still be wearing white. Where did this ridiculous rule come from? Well, it makes sense to wear white in the summer because it keeps you cool. But it's thought that this no white after Labor Day thing came into effect thanks to the snobs of the late 1800s and the early 1900s. So thanks, Edwardian era Regina Georges. You see, the wives of the super rich ruled high society with an iron fist after the Civil War. As more and more people became millionaires, however, it was difficult to tell the difference between the respectable old money families and those who had vulgar new money. You've heard the term nouveau riche? Well, that was Victorian shade for sure. By the 1880s, in order to tell who was acceptable and who was not, the women who were already in felt it necessary to create dozens of fashion rules that everybody in the know had to follow. That way, if a woman showed up at the opera in a dress that cost more than most Americans made in one year, but had the wrong length of sleeve, other women would know not to give her the time of day. Not wearing white outside the summer months was another one of these silly rules. White was for weddings and recreational use and for resort wear. Not dinner parties in the fall, no, no. Of course, it could still get extremely hot in September, and wearing white might make the most sense, 
But if you wanted to be appropriately attired, you just didn't do it. Labor Day became a federal holiday in 1894, and society eventually adopted it as the natural endpoint for summer fashion. So even though this weird fashion rule was originally enforced by only a few hundred women, over the decades it trickled down to everyone else. By the 1950s, women's magazines made it clear to middle-class America, white clothing was dug out on Memorial Day and then went back into storage after Labor Day. If you think that's lame, you're in good company. You should know that not everyone followed this rule. Even some socialites continued to buck the trend, most famously Coco Chanel, who wore white year-round. These days, the fashion world is much more relaxed about what colors to wear and when, but every year you will still hear people say that white after Labor Day is unacceptable, which means we won't see some of you in white sundresses or white denim until after May 31st, 2021, all thanks to these OG influencers still influencing us 125 years later. Sheesh, doesn't it make you wonder what kind of staying power any of the trends that influencers are putting forth now will still be a thing in 125 years? Can we please, for the love, put crop tops and those unflattering pleated high-waisted pants out to pasture forever? I would hate for that to still be the thing that's the thing. One thing that I'm thankful for is the fact that BetterHelp was set up for online counseling before the whole world had to pivot to try to figure out how to do everything online. BetterHelp is the largest online counseling platform worldwide. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I started counseling to help me learn how to process some of my health concerns, and my counselor is also helping me work through my issues with sleeplessness. BetterHelp has made it possible for anyone to get help on their own time and at their own pace and on the platform that works best for them. If you live in an area where it may be difficult to get access to counselors with the expertise you need, BetterHelp is there for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist, and it's completely confidential. No awkward waiting rooms. It was easy to start. After filling out a questionnaire to help match you with the kind of counselor you want, communication starts within 24 hours. And if you aren't happy with your counselor, know that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free for you to change counselors if needed. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a Today By The Way friend, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com indiana and financial aid may be available to those who qualify. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash indiana. And now, back to the show. Okay, there are so many good time, good deals out there today. So in the show notes, I've linked a couple of roundups. We also have a sale thread going in our Facebook group called My Internet Besties, which is linked to the show notes. I have a new pair of jeans coming from Abel's warehouse sale, and I just got some biker shorts, short ones and long ones from Amazon since I've been rowing lately. Y'all, I have never liked exercise except for my one dance class that doesn't exist anymore. And at one point, I was convinced that group cycling could be my thing. So when I was in Austin for Mom 2.0, I went to a cycling class. Jessica Honiger had told me and my business partner, Katie, that the theme of the next day's cycling class was Britney versus Madonna and would be all pop songs by these two queens. So you could not keep me away. I loved the music. I loved the, I don't, I don't know what you call it, but it's its almost like group choreography, but on a bike. And I had such a good time. 
but then I could not walk. And I wish I were kidding. I could not walk for five days afterwards. I thought my legs were going to separate from my body the next day. And my, my front part felt like it had been punched by Thanos. I could never go back. As you may know from a previous episode, I had been having a really hard time getting over some anxiety about exercise. I had an eight centimeter section of my leg removed down to the muscle last August when a small mole turned out to be stage two melanoma. It was an eight week recovery that didn't go quite as planned. One of my children accidentally stepped on my leg about two or three weeks into recovery and the end of my wound opened up. But in order to not risk infection, the surgeon decided that I had to allow this section of the wound to heal while open. So most of my scar healed beautifully, but about 25% of it is angry and dark and feels itchy and tough even to this day, more than a year later. And it feels a little bit delicate there. I was cleared to exercise by January of this year, but I hadn't done it. I was still working through a lot of anxiety about all of it. At the beginning of the summer, I was petrified to sit out at the pool in a swimsuit. And if I even thought about going back to my dance class or lifting weights at the gym, my heart would start pounding. But somehow, weirdly, on the one-year anniversary of the surgery, I had a mean hankering to start rowing. I cannot explain it. It was like when I was a vegetarian and pregnant with Jude and I started crying because all I wanted was a greasy fast food cheeseburger. I wanted it so badly that I remember telling Chris that I would lick burger juice out from under a line cook's fingernails. So could he please, please go to P. Terry's or McDonald's and get me a cheeseburger stat? That's how badly I just had a hankering to row. Y'all, I have never rowed in my entire life. I had been stocking Concept2 rowers on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist because I wanted to surprise Chris with one since he enjoys rowing for his warm-up and cool-down. But suddenly, I didn't want this rower for him as a nice surprise. I needed it for me to get past this year of anxiety that I had just been carrying around like this heavy, unbearable weight. And then that very night, I got an alert that a Model E, which is the newer, taller rower of the Concept 2 line, was for sale for $500. This stupid rower is waitlist only and starts at $1,100, and they hold their value really, really well. It's super rare to see them listed used for under $900. So I wrote the guy at 11 p.m. right when I saw the ad go up and said we would come right now to come and get it. He said it was first come, first serve, and that he was going to bed, but that we could try to be first tomorrow. But the other people had already told him that they were interested. I offered to pay him for it that night to hold it, but he insisted that it was basically a race to get to his house starting at 8 a.m. Chris left our house at 7.30 a.m., and he was the first there, cash in hand. The rower turned out to need a lot of work, and I'm thankful that Chris is super handy and that Concept2 has such a fan base that online you can find out how to repair and clean all the parts. Chris had it ready to go for me, and I just started rowing. I love and live by a good playlist, so I have three rowing playlists for 30 minutes that I rotate through, and I swear, with the right playlist, I could row all day. I'm only 10 full rows in, that's 10 rows for 30 minutes, but y'all, This is the first time in my life that I have found an exercise that I really love that was not a dance class. 
I want to learn how to actually row like a real boat on a rowing team, which sounds insane now that I actually say it out loud. But that is my fall 2021 goal is is to take this learn to row class at Atlanta Rowing Club and then join an adult rowing team. I miss group exercise. I know that moving my body is good for me. And and I get that it's really crazy that a woman who isn't a strong swimmer, who is scared of the sun, and who dislikes exercises, even considering joining an adult rowing team. But maybe that's why it's a worthy goal for next year. I do really think that 2021 could be the year of audacious hope and brave new things. Don't you? Is anyone else already thinking about their 2021 goals? Okay, friend, that's it for today. There are just a few links in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. And as always, the conversation continues on Facebook. Making this podcast with you is the best kind of work. And when you take the time to share the episodes on your social media channels or tell a friend to give the show a listen or leave a written five-star review for the show, you help spur me on. Kelsey left this review on Apple Podcasts last week. She writes... Indiana feels like an in-real-life friend, and I love listening to her insightful, silly, truth-filled, and short episodes. I know this review isn't supposed to be about me, but as an expat overseas, it can be hard to maintain connection culture-wise with the U.S. and also have my feet in the ground somewhere completely different. Yet, Indiana offers fresh perspective that helps this overseas mama feel connected to her home culture, but not overwhelmed with the differences I see outside my window. She's relatable and encouraging. It's an easy listen and an easy yes to hearing a genuine voice. Thank you, Kelsey, and to anyone else who has encouraged me to keep going and who has helped grow our community. This show has crossed the 150,000 download mark, which it just blows my mind. I can't wait for the world to open up so we can truly consider an in-real-life gathering or few in 2021. Talk about audacious hope, right? Perhaps we can do one here in Atlanta, one in Indianapolis when I'm there for the Gospel Coalition, and one in Monterey, California when I'm out visiting my mom. But I'll be driving or flying, not coming by boat. Come on now. I hope you enjoy your relaxing Monday. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on. 